This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It is Monday, May 30th, and you're listening to College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. Before we start, as it is Memorial Day, I do want to, of course, give thanks to all the men and women past and present in the armed forces. And of course, remember all those who died serving our country in the military and defending our freedoms. On today's episode of the College Football Daily, we are going to dip back into the Across the Country with the College Football Daily series and talk about Georgia Tech. Joining me to discuss the Yellow Jackets covering Georgia Tech athletics for 24-7 sports, gojackets.com is Rod McKenzie. Rod, how are you doing? Thanks so much for coming on and for joining me. I'm doing great. Just got back from a, a walk uh, and uh, ready to talk a little Georgia Tech uh, football. So, Rod, I want to start with Jeff Collins, right? Three and nine year one, three and seven in the COVID year, three and nine last season. Now, just saying those numbers out loud, it's obvious the results haven't been there. But I think Jeff Collins, he took over a very unique rebuild when he got to Atlanta, right? Moving the jackets away from the triple option. Plus, you add in that COVID year heading into a second season. It kind of threw everything out of whack with the various obstacles he's had to overcome come, you know, COVID and switching schemes specifically. How do you, how does the fan base view the job Jeff Collins has done in his first three seasons now heading into year four? Well, I, I think fans typically just look at the at the results, at the at the record at the end of the season and and rightfully so, you know, they're not happy about about what they're seeing. But if you dig deep into what's going on and what has transpired since the the end of last season, I think you have to uh, feel a little better. You know, they instead of standing pat and saying, hey, we want to do better next year, he went out and replaced maybe three quarters of the staff. And, and in my opinion, he upgraded the staff, brought in some guys that have been, you know, successful in some some big power five programs, you know, like Notre Dame, Tennessee, Florida, that type of thing. So I think if, if that is one of the first indicators, I think that perhaps we can, can see some better results this coming season. And what is the view on Collins' long-term status at Georgia Tech? Because I'd argue with completely changing schemes in the COVID year too, this may be a four to five year rebuild instead of a three to four year rebuild. Do you think he's on the hot seat hanging into the season? And if so, I guess what needs to happen? You know, what level of success do you think he needs to reach to get another year in Atlanta? Yeah, I, I think some want him to be on the hot seat, but uh, they overlook the the money issues that are involved with Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is one of the you know the one of the smaller schools when it comes to money involved with the program. They they rank near the bottom of the ACC, so. You know, there's a lot of things involved there, and and, and if you uh, get rid of a coach who who uh, you'll have to pay out some some serious money, and then when you look at the, all these new assistant coaching hires, I the ones I've researched uh, have gotten two year contracts, so uh, buyouts would be involved there. So it's financially, it would not be a good move, but the object is to win games, and I think he's 
you know, I, I know the, the head coaches at Georgia Tech sit down with Todd Stansbury, the AD, on a weekly basis and, and discuss what needs to be done. And I know he's probably been giving his marching orders, and he took care of that in the offseason, number one, with the upgrade of the coaching staff, and number two, the way they went about their business in the transfer portal. So you would think, because I do know when Jeff Collins signed his contract to come to Georgia Tech, I believe it was a seven-year deal. And obviously, we're only going into year four, so there's five, year five, six, seven still to come. Contract very much has to do with whether or not he's in Atlanta for 2023. You'd agree? Yeah. And I don't think he has to win eight, nine, 10 games to to be retained. I, I think he he has to show that there definitely is improvement in, in what he's doing with the players he has on his roster. So Chip Long was brought in to be the offensive coordinator, leading a unit that struggled last season, and then obviously a unit that proceeded to lose some of its top talent this offseason, specifically running back Jameer Gibbs, who transferred to Alabama. Let's start with him. How do they replace someone as dynamic as Gibbs in the backfield? Because everything you're hearing out of Alabama is he's a star and he could be someone who's in Heisman conversation really the whole season. Yeah, he, he definitely was a star and there's no doubt he's a he's a great athlete. But at the same time, he was a guy that I think wanted to have the ball all the time and have the focus on him. And and sometimes that's not a realistic thing for some teams. But, you know, when he left, you know, they lost uh, Jordan Mason to the San Francisco 49ers and they lost Jameis Griffin to Oregon State. And all of a sudden, all you have left is Dante Smith, who was a backup last year. So they, they did a great job of going into the portal. They First of all, they picked up Hassan Hall from Louisville, started there in some games, played, was a, a running back there. He returned kicks and punts. And then they uh, recently picked up Dylan McDuffie from Buffalo, who uh, gained over a thousand yards last year. And he he played for the current uh, running back coach, Mike Daniels at Georgia Tech. So that's a, a good uh, relationship there. So they, they did a, a great job besides bringing in a couple of top you know recruits of re, rebuilding that running back room. And the way they're going to go about their offense, uh, I think they have the, the pieces in place to not make people forget Gibbs, but to to uh, get the job done and what is needed needed to be done with the running back room. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me personally, I'm a big Jeff Sims guy. And I remember back in his freshman year in 2020, I was watching the game against Louisville and saying to myself, look, this kid can really play. And of course, you know, he had positive and negative stretches as a freshman. But of course, every first year player goes through those ups and downs. You know, last season, while I know he dealt with injuries, he had his moments once again and was able to cut down on interceptions, which is obviously very important as you continue to progress. How can he take the next step heading into his third season? Because, you know, we just talked about the production loss with Gibbs. So now even more weight is on his shoulders heading into 2022. 
you know, the, the one thing about a quarterback, you're a lot of times you're only as good as the people that surround you. And uh, the first issue has always been the offensive line. And most cases he was running for his life. But uh, now when you bring in Chip Long, his offense, he's asking Sims to get maybe to get rid of the ball quicker uh, than he has in the past, which will be a plus for Jeff Sims you know, take into account his running ability. And uh, they, they brought in four pretty highly ranked kids out of high school that are from the transfer portal to upgrade that offensive line. And, the, and, and it wouldn't be a surprise to see it, you know, three or four of those guys start for Georgia Tech. And these are guys that'll be there for two, three, and in some cases, four years, and they can build some some continuity with that offensive line. And, you know, the the, the receiver group has always been been very good. They they didn't have the tight ends that you know that that uh, Chip was looking for, and that tight ends play a big role in his offense. So they they went out and got uh, Benson from Syracuse, who who scored some touchdowns for them. Then they went out and got EJ Jenkins uh, from South Carolina, who's six foot seven. It's going to be a you know Chip likes to create mismatches, and when you have a six foot seven tight end that you can line up on the outside. Uh, that's going to create some mismatches. And of course, he makes use of, of the running backs. He could have two running backs in the game at the same time, maybe lining one up in the slot to, to get some speed on the outside. So it, it's going to be fun to watch to see what how Chip goes about about it this year. And and I think it's only a positive for, for Jeff Sims, especially now that he has a quarterback coach that's going to exclusively coach quarterbacks. And it's a guy that has a good pedigree in Chris Wenke. So Rod, a couple more from me. Look, Georgia Tech, the last two seasons, they really loaded up in the transfer portal, right? They took double-digit transfers both in 2021 and also in this previous 2022 cycle. Why do you think Collins decided to go so heavy in the portal? You know, is this sort of him admitting like, okay, you know, we've underachieved. I can't wait for kids to develop. I need players that are ready to produce right now. Yeah, he. I think he definitely feels that, that the message is we need to win right now. And if you concentrate strictly on high school recruits, first of all, they have no college experience they haven't been able to get into the weight room. They haven't adjusted to college life. And at Georgia Tech, adjusting to college life is a big thing with classes. So he's, he's picked up guys who were came from top programs like Clemson, Auburn, you know, Alabama, Louisville, that type of thing, who have, have experience. They know what, what it takes to play college football. And uh, they were highly rated out of high school. So now they're getting their chance. And the new staff is holding the players accountable now. And so the competition is really ramped up. So Rod, last one from me. Look, Georgia Tech, they play a tough schedule, not even just looking at the ACC portion of it, but non-conference. They get Western Carolina, but then Ole Miss, UCF, and of course, Georgia to finish off the year. That's a tough non-conference slate. And then you add that to Miami, UNC, Clemson, Pitt, and others in conference. So it's a really tough schedule for a program, obviously needing results. As we sit here towards the end of May, I guess, what are your early expectations heading into the summer and of course, heading into 2022? Well, I, I think that uh, the first game is going to be a great indicator, you know, when they, they open up with Clemson at Mercedes-Benz. And I think that's probably maybe the best time of the year to face Clemson before they really get things going there. And they, they have a, you know, a quarterback that is looking to prove himself. They played against a little bit last year. They, they gave Clemson a good game last year. And uh, I think they may have a little confidence going into that game. And if they can maybe pull an upset there or, you know, just, you know, play up to their capabilities. I think you go through the schedule, there's a lot of schools that have new quarterbacks. You know, North Carolina is one of them. Pitt has a new quarterback, even though he's a pretty good transfer. Miami is going to be a tough, tough matchup. I think there's games that are winnable. They were in a lot of games last year but they couldn't find a way to win those games in the fourth quarter. So it's not like they're, they were 
you know, buried in all these games, except for the last two against Notre Dame and, and Georgia. They were in all the games throughout the year. So all it takes is a play here or a play there to, to change around uh, the outcome of your, your record at the end of the year. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm someone that's uh, a glass has full, half full kind of guy. So I'm, I'm looking for, you know, at least a two or three game improvement on, on what they did last year. Georgia Tech opens up with Clemson on September 5th. You can follow him on Twitter at GA Panther. He covers Georgia Tech for 24-7 sports. GoJackets.com. Rod, thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me and uh, talking a little Georgia Tech. Appreciate it. So for Rod McKenzie, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town. And they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd. Exclusively on Paramount+.